Bird's not walking through that door. We're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. It's my team. It's my quarterback. Okay. It is... To be the man, you gotta beat the man. The two one swung line drive left field. One run is in. Here comes Green. He's the front of the plate. He is. Nice. Nice run. This is the Powers on Sports podcast. Welcome to the Powers on Sports podcast. I'm your host Jason down in Tampa. Appreciate you finding us. Uh, we got a good episode for you this week. Before we get to all of that good stuff, just want to give a shout-out to all the people throughout the state of Florida and as well as North Carolina, South Carolina that may be listening that got affected by the storm, Hurricane Ian. I know it's been a really tough uh, the last seven, eight days for a lot of people, especially in southwest Florida, um, in the, you know, the Naples, Fort Myers area. A lot of de- devastation going on and you know, life-changing events that are happening. So just want to let everybody know we're thinking about you. And again, uh, if you can afford to uh, either donate money or your time or uh, stuff, you know, physical stuff, I know there's plenty of uh, good good organizations out there, the Red Cross and such, that could use your help as far as that stuff goes for the people that are being affected by this storm. But again, uh, just terrible, uh, terrible week for a lot of people down in the southwest part of the state of Florida, as well as in the central part in the Orlando area. A lot of flooding, stuff like that. But nobody worse than than in the southwest part in the Fort Myers, Naples area that was just uh, crushed by by that storm. So we're thinking about you. Hopefully, we can provide a little stress relief for you. Um, again, a lot of those people still don't have power and electricity, so. If you are uh, listening to that, please be thinking of those people all over the state of Florida that have been affected by this terrible storm, as well as in South Carolina, North Carolina as well. So um, the the podcast is presented by Beefo Brady's here in Tampa on Himes and Bush Boulevard over in the Carrollwood uh, Forest Hills areas. We appreciate their support, as well as uh, Home Slice Pizza Company, Hank's Barbecue, Print and, dig- print and uh, Marketing Solutions, Star Alvarado, our realtor, as well as Titan Home Lending. So we really appreciate all of our uh, partners helping us out, pr- trying to help you and produce some good content for you every week. So got a good episode for you. We're going to talk to Chris Perez. Chris is a former Major League Baseball closer, two-time All-Star with the Cleveland Indians back in 2011 and 12. We're going to break down all the wild card baseball series that are coming up. Here this weekend, uh, a, lot, a lot of great action. Uh, we got some good matchups. Uh, we're going to talk Aaron Judge breaking the home run record. We're going to talk Albert Pujols. We're going to talk his journey to, to get into the major leagues. He was a first round draft pick, getting called up. All the tough, uh, the the toughest guys he ever had to face. So we're gonna have a really good chat with Chris Perez. I'm also going to give you some picks for the weekend, some college football, NFL picks, as well as some fantasy nuggets. Give you a couple fantasy. Uh, roster moves that I think you can make and I told you last week a couple guys if you listened last week those guys were very productive for you if you played them and picked them up so uh but again we've got a good episode for you before we get to Chris Perez I'm going to give you some uh I'm going to give you some thoughts on the NFL we're about the quarter pole we're going into week five we're heading to week six of the college football season so we're going to give you 
We want to talk a little NFL, a little college football before we get to Chris Perez. And again, remember, you can find us on Twitter at JPO Sports, at JPO Sports. Love to hear some combat feed, feedback. You can also see all of our video interviews on the on my YouTube channel, the Jason Powers Sports Channel. All of our interviews from all three of my podcasts. I host a Florida Football Insiders podcast, which focuses all on the state of Florida college football, which is part of the College Gridiron Coast to Coast Podcast Network. I also host a what's called the No Quarter Given podcast, which is all Bucks, Tampa Bay Buccaneers centric. We're going to have Super Bowl champion quarterback Brad Johnson join us this week as well for an exclusive interview. So check that out, No Quarter Given. And obviously you found us here on the Powers on Sports. So definitely tell your friends. All those interviews are being posted on my, the video interviews are being posted on the YouTube channel, Jason Powers Sports Channel. So check it out. Forward it to your friends, your colleagues who like sports, football, all stuff. So we, we like to talk about it all here. And again, it's a pretty active week in the sports world. We've got baseball playoffs, NFL, college football. Two more coaches got fired in college football, Wisconsin and, and uh, Colorado. we got some team, teams struggling. We're at the quarter pole of the NFL season. I'm going to give you some thoughts on that. And again, baseball playoffs start this weekend with the wild card rounds. So we're going to have some wild, uh, wild card action through the weekend. So... Um, again, Powers on Sports Podcast. Appreciate you finding us. And again, be thinking about those people down in Southwest Florida and, and, and the other parts of the state that got uh, severely, severely affected by the, the Hurricane Ian that came through. So it's a, uh, from many accounts, it's kind of a once in a lifetime storm with, with some of the damage it did. So, um, all right, let's talk a couple things. Let's, 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 let's talk a little college football first. Paul Crisp. Wisconsin out, Carl Durrell, Colorado out. Um, you know, check out my my interview on the Florida Football Insiders with Jim Jim Levitt. He gives some good thoughts on those two jobs. We're also going to talk to uh, I talked to Joey Johnston on my Florida Football Insiders podcast as well. He's very dialed in with some Wisconsin people. So again, he some good thoughts. But again, that that offense at Wisconsin was just so boring and so uh, lethargic. Just. Brett Bielema, the former coach there, brought his Illinois team in and thumped Wisconsin last weekend. They're two and three. Um, they're one of the few teams in America that are still running kind of the I formation offense. Uh, not that you can't win like that, but their margin for error is so low at Wisconsin. The quarterback play has not been very good. Uh, the running game's been not very good either as, as well this year. And it's just the pressure that puts on their defense. And they've got a good defense, but the pressure it puts on them is just is just overwhelming. Jim Leonard named the interim coach. Jim Leonard is the defensive coordinator. Lots of people think he would get a head coaching job at the end of this year, whether it's at Wisconsin or somewhere else. So most likely he will probably get the job at Wisconsin, I would guess, unless he just fully collapses. But again, Jim Leonard, the new head coach, and then Carl Durrell got fired at uh, at uh, Colorado. It's the fifth head coach to be let go so far through basically through five weeks of the college football season, which is a huge number. Um, but again, uh, some interesting games. You know, Oklahoma gets pounded again last week. Very surprising. They got crushed. Bryce Young injury at Alabama. We'll see how long he's out. Georgia taken to the to the to the limit last week at Missouri. Very surprising result. Georgia wins, but very very dicey there at the end in Columbia. So good job to Missouri to keep it close. Um, this week we got some we got some interesting games. We got the Red River rivalry, Texas Oklahoma. 
Question is, will Quinn Ewers return for Texas, the quarterback who got hurt in the Alabama game? They would probably have beaten Alabama had he not got hurt. Could this be three losses in a row for Venables at Oklahoma? Big game between Sarkeesian and Venables for some from recruiting perspective, for for a momentum through getting getting into the Big Twelve conference schedule. So big game there. Out west, you got UCLA and in uh, Utah. Huge game. Chip Kelly undefeated. One loss. Utah. Remember they lost to Florida. Many people think Utah is a top ten team. Uh, so that's a big game there in the Rose Bowl with UCLA. Um, you got LSU Tennessee is a big game in Baton Rouge. LSU's played really well after the uh, after the Florida State loss early on. Tennessee's on a collision course potentially with Alabama here in a couple weeks if they can keep winning. They got Georgia later in the year, so Tennessee's a team to be aware of. Again, that's a game I really like uh, on Saturday in Baton Rouge. That's an early kickoff, twelve o'clock. Not a night game in Baton Rouge, which kind of surprises me a little bit. And then you have Alabama and A and M. In Tuscaloosa, remember all the controversy over the summer, Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher, my guy TJ Reeves will be on the call, Compass Media Networks. So if you're in the if you're able to get Compass Media Networks on your radio dial or online, check it out. Saturday night, eight o'clock, Tuscaloosa. TJ Reeves along with Tiki Barber on the call. That's also gonna be the CBS primetime game with Nestler and Danielson. But again, if you're not able to watch, definitely check out TJ Reeves. Compass Media Networks. He will be in Tuscaloosa in the press box on the call. Definitely. And then how about Kansas? Undefeated Kansas faces TCU. TCU just thumped out, uh, Oklahoma last week. Kansas hosting game day. First time ever in Lawrence. What a job by Lance Leopold. His name, he'll be, he's the hot coach name coaching name right now. Again, you got openings at Nebraska, Wisconsin. Uh, Arizona State, but again, can Kansas keep it going in Lawrence on Saturday? They're a touchdown underdog to TCU in Lawrence. College game day will be there, so good for the the, the folks in the community of Lawrence. Put on a good show, hopefully, for the uh, game day crowd. So there's some college football notes for you. Uh, I'm going to give you some picks, NFL and college picks, at the end of the podcast, so keep tuning in. I'll have some picks for you at the end. The NFL, we've reached the, basically the quarter pole where everybody's played four games. A couple questions I have. Are the Philadelphia Eagles for real? The only undefeated team, 4-0. Jalen Hurts playing really well. They, they, they won a kind of a mucky game last week against Jacksonville. Um, again, very well-balanced team. Offense, defense, Jalen Hurts is playing good. The coach is doing a good job. Are the Eagles for real? How about the Baltimore Meltdowns? Their second straight home meltdown at home. Big lead against Miami and lose. Big lead against Buffalo and lose. Culminated by the decision for John Harbaugh to go for it in a tie game on the two-yard line, not to kick the field goal. I wholeheartedly disagree with John Harbaugh. Should have kicked the field goal given the weather conditions, given how the defense had played pretty well against Buffalo all day. Buffalo, I mean, Lamar Jackson throws an interception in the end zone. Buffalo marches down the field, runs the clock out, kicks a game-winning field goal at the gun to escape a game they had no business winning. So down on John Harbaugh for, for the decision-making and then the explanation post-game, which was ridiculous, uh, was really bad. It's their second blown game uh, at home in the last three weeks where they had a huge lead. So 
I need to see something out of Baltimore. Cincinnati comes a call in on Sunday night football this week. There's 15 teams in the league at 2-2. Two two. A lot of parity in the league. 15 out of the 32 at 2-2. Two two. Houston, the only winless team at 0-3-1. They've been competitive, but just can't get over the hump. Um, you know, there's some bad teams out there, even some of the good teams with good records. The Giants are not very good at 3-1. Chicago, not very good at 2-2. Two two. Uh, but again, um, a lot of parity in the NFL. You got the Tom Brady situation in Tampa. They've lost two in a row. But all the all the off-the-field stuff with Brady and Giselle, lots of rumors of that the, the divorce lawyers have been hired and all that stuff. So we'll see how that monitor the Tampa Bay situation. As I'm here down here in Tampa, they got thoroughly beat Sunday night by Kansas City and Mahomes. Uh, so we'll see how. But though I will say their schedule eases up in the next month to six weeks. So there will be some opportunity for the Bucks to go on a little run here. Um, they had a very tough four get first four games. Now they, their schedule, again, light, loosens up a little bit here. So I expect the Bucks to go on a little run here as well. Last thing I want to talk about, I'm not hearing anybody talk about this whole TJ Watt situation, I'm sorry, JJ Watt situation in Arizona. If you didn't see the story, he had his heart uh, shocked last Wednesday or Thursday prior to the game last weekend. He played Sunday. He had his heart shocked by an AFib, and, and he's playing in the game two days later. I am very, very, very surprised why we're not hearing more. Why was J.J. Watt on the field playing Sunday after having his heart shocked on Wednesday or Thursday of last week? I know, you know, the, 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 the rumors, I mean, the, allegedly there could be no, nothing worse could happen to him if he did play. But if we're going to be as hard as we've been on the Miami Dolphins for the Tua situation, why are we not more talking about this J.J. Watt situation in Arizona involving the heart? We're not talking about a knee ligament, a leg, a muscle. We're talking about the heart. He had to have his heart shocked because he was an AFib last week. That just amazes me that we're not talking about this more in that situation. So uh, I'm very surprised he got to play. I don't think he probably should have played. Uh, but where's all the outrage about you know we're gonna have outrage about Tua, which is which is you can you can make an argument, but where's the outrage about JJ uh, Watt playing after having his heart shocked a couple days before the game? Again, big shout out to Aaron Judge hitting home run number 62 as well as he closes up the regular season in Texas. Great job by him. And all of a sudden, whoever caught that ball in the stands, you just picked yourself up at least a one one to two million dollar lottery ticket. So congratulations. We'll see what the what the fan does with the ball that he caught. But uh, shout out to that. So there you have it. There's some notes and news and notes for you uh, around the league as we head into the week five of the NFL, week six of college football. You're going to enjoy Chris Perez. He's going to talk all things wild card baseball playoffs right after this couple, couple of timeouts. We'll be back in just a minute or so. The Powers on Sports, Florida Football Insiders, and No Quarter Given Podcast is presented by Beefo Brady's on the corner of Bush Boulevard and Himes Avenue in Tampa over in the Forest Hills, Carrollwood area. For all your catering needs, group events, reach out to Beefo Brady's. They can definitely take care of you. If you want to go watch some football on a Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and even Monday night, I definitely recommend Beefo Brady's corner of Bush Boulevard and Himes Avenue, as well as Hank's Barbecue on Northdale Mabry, just north of Waters Avenue, and Home Slice Pizza Company, which is also right next to the Beefo Brady's on Bush Boulevard and Himes Avenue. So for all of your football watching needs, 
or catering needs, whether it's barbecue, pizza, or beef O'Brady's, reach out to TJ Maloof and tell him the Powers on Sports podcast sent you. Are you in the market for a new home as we enter the fall? First-time home buyer, you want to upsize or downsize your current living situation? Reach out to Titan Home Lending for all of your home lending needs. If you need an FHA, VA, conventional, jumbo, or even a bank statement loan, Titan is the place to help you. We will work with whatever financial situation you are dealing with. Again, from Key West to Pensacola to Orlando to everywhere in between, Titan Home Lending is your home lending source in the state of Florida. Reach out to Jason Powers, 205-790-1404. All right, welcome back to the Powers on Sports podcast. Got a real pleasure. We're going to, with the baseball playoffs starting on Friday with the wild card rounds in both the American and National League. And we also had the big news earlier in the week with Aaron Judge breaking the uh, American League home run record. Everybody has their own view of what the real home run record is. So we can talk about that. And uh, we've got a great guy to break it down. Chris Perez, former Major League Baseball closer, pitcher, uh, former Miami Hurricane. He's a two-time All-Star with the Cleveland Indians. Played for the Cardinals, the Indians, and the L.A. Dodgers. And Chris Perez is joining us on the podcast. Appreciate you find, uh, getting with us, Chris. Yeah, thanks for having me. First time, but I'm excited and uh, ready to talk some baseball. Yeah, you're the perfect guy to talk as we get into the wild card round in the playoffs here. Getting going. First off, um, talk to me about, about Aaron Judge a little bit. If you were in the spot of the Texas – obviously, it, Judge broke the record with two games left in the season – if you were in the game, would you challenge him? Would you be a nibbler? You know, there's lots of talk around the league. Are guys challenging him, giving him something to hit? What would you, what would your mentality have been if you were facing Judge? Uh, well, in my when I played, I was the closer. So if I was facing him, I, I mean, you know, my job is to get the game over. So, yeah. you know, the way I used to go about it, you know, you kind of navigate through lineups, especially in the ninth, where you just have to, you know, you have to get those three outs and the game's over. Um, you know, if I face them, nobody on, nobody out, you know, I'm going to try to strike them out. You know, like that's, uh, that's part of baseball and especially pitching is that one-on-one, you know, battle within the game. Right. And, um, you know, that's pretty much, that's one of the bigger spots, you know, outside of the playoffs or something like that during the regular season, you know, there's not many intense games like that. Um, I know I remember facing A-Rod when he was trying to hit 600 Yeah. and I know that's not the record home run, but it's still, you know, a big milestone. Oh, sure. And, you know, you have pride and, uh, you know, you have some of that ego yourself. So I would I would definitely try to strike him out. Um, you know, now if it's like first, you know, second and third, two outs and, and we're up by one. Right. You know, I'm still trying to win the game for my team. So uh, I'm glad he did it, though. I mean, you know, I can't imagine the kind of pressure he was under, especially in New York uh, the last you know month or so. Right. Um, me personally, you know, yeah, it's the AL record. That's cool, but it's not. It's not the home run record. I mean, uh, you know, Barry Bonds is still the the king in my opinion. I know he's a you know a steroid user and everything, but um, you know, he wasn't the only one, and he still was able to do that. And I think if you look at his seasons, he was getting walked like 150 times, 170 right. times. Right. Like crazy. There'd be some games where he'd get like one strike and he would hit a home run, and you know, that's just a, a different level. Um, I've been surprised actually myself that people haven't been pitching around judge as much because I know during August, the Yankees were going through a bad streak. Like he was the only one hitting pretty much. Right. He had a couple of injuries. I think uh, Stanton was out. Um, like there was nobody else protecting him really. Right. I don't know. I, I, I was, I was telling my buddies, like, I don't know why people are still pitching to him right now. Like 
make out somebody else beat you. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's had a great season and I, I don't know, I haven't checked the last couple of days, but I still think he's pretty close to the triple crown. So, I mean, it looks it, like he's a, not going to win the batting title. It looks like he's four or five points behind in the batting race. Um, okay. so probably not going to win the triple crown from unless he, because yeah, the, the guy in front of him is not playing anymore. He's hurt. So oh, he okay. I don't think he's going to win the batting title. Yeah. There's only one game left. So you yeah. probably have to go seven for seven or something. Right. right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, he uh, talk about betting on yourself and coming out on top, you know, he, yeah. he turned out that extension earlier this year. And I mean, it, there's no doubt he's going to be making more money than, than what he turned down. So um, like I said, just a uh, crazy, how you can put up with all that pressure, especially in New York. I mean, yeah. That, that's just a different animal, uh, you know, with the with the media and and having it be Yankees too, you know, Ruth right. and and Maris. And right. It's it's kind of crazy how it just all came together. All right, let's, I want to talk about Albert Pujols, another guy who's probably going to be retired at the end of this year. I know you've got some St. Louis Cardinal ties. You probably at some point met him, faced him. I'm sure when you were in Cleveland. Talk about Pujols getting to 700 home runs and what a fear. I mean, I know you're never fearful of a guy, but when he was in his prime. What a dangerous hitter that guy was when you were closing games. Oh, man. So uh, I actually um, – my rookie year and my first year, full year, was with the Cardinals. And that's like right during main Pujols, you know, time, like when he was on top of his – and uh, he's just – yeah, I talk about scary hitters. Like, you know, some guys have a bunch of power, which is, you know, if you fall behind and have to come into them or, you know, have to give them a cookie, they're going to hurt you. He He's just a, gr- a great hitter. Like – I mean, he, he'll take his singles. He'll he'll hit the ball the other way. He'll take his doubles. And, and when he was younger, he was driving the ball that way too. Right. Um, just a, just an amazing hitter. And, and for what he's done this year, I I mean, I think he's had what he's got like eighteen or nineteen home runs in the second half, like since August. It's like yeah. mid August. That's crazy. Like forty two year olds are not supposed to do that, you know. And um, I was surprised that he went into the home run derby too. Like that usually takes a lot out of a guy. Right. Um, you know, a young guy, a 20 something year old, not a, not a 40 year old. And then for him to have the second half, it's just, I mean, he's just like cementing his career as the best hitter, one of the best hitters ever. Like he came into the league ripping it and now he's leaving ripping it. And I don't think he's done. I don't, I, I mean, yeah. I know, I know he kind of came out this year and said, no, this is it with the Cardinals. And, but then he puts up this kind of, kind of year. Right. And, and you know he's got to be thinking like I can do this. I can get to eight hundred. You know, like right. I mean, it's just uh, it's, it's just been crazy. And I can't wait to see what he does in the playoffs because that you know he he seems to rise when when the you know when the the stakes are the highest. I remember that World Series in twenty eleven. He had you know I think he had like four or five home runs and uh, his last year with the Cardinals actually. And um, you know he's just he, he's uh, if you look at all his numbers and you know walks, runs scored, doubles, RBIs, home runs, like he, he might be one of the top two hitters ever, and um, that's saying something in today's game. You know, with the with the relief cores coming in, with the, all right. the stuff they have, and you know, back when Babe Ruth played, he was facing the same pitchers for the oh, whole game, yeah. exactly, and, and there weren't that many teams, so he's facing the same pitchers every week almost. So it's just uh it's just a tremendous. Uh, person to watch and i'm glad i played with him i did get to face him one time when he did with the angels i struck him out so i got there that you, go. you know you i got go. that but uh yeah he definitely was one of the guys where you know you know where he is in the lineup and you know like all right the guy before him i gotta try to get him out um and then you just try to make your best pitches cool all right well chris was a first round draft pick of the cardinals back in 2006 he played at the university of miami when you were at miami did you come were you a closer at miami or were you a starter at miami uh, my first, I, well, when you go to college, everybody wants to be a starter, right? You don't want to be in the bullpen when you're in college because everyone is trying to get to the next level. And 
if you're in the bullpen in college, like that doesn't translate too well. So I started, I, I started in the bullpen at my freshman year, my sophomore year, I was in the rotation. I made it. Um, I had an injury and then uh, coming back, I was in the bullpen just to get some work. And I just started flourishing pretty much. My velocity was hard, harder. Uh, my mentality was just made for the bullpen. So my, from my end of my sophomore year, all the way through my junior year, just, I was just a closer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I like to tell friends now that, uh, you know, uh, I like to work smarter, not harder. And That's closers, right. you know, closers get to pitch one or two innings and starters are out there for six, seven innings uh, in college. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Just something clicked. Uh, I liked being able to pitch almost every day. I liked uh, coming to the field knowing that I had a chance to play. Yeah. Um, and I like being on the field when, you know, it's time to win, you know, the, that's the closer's job. And I, I just seemed to embrace it and ran with it. What was the, what were your thoughts the day of draft day? I mean, I was, that's a huge day for baseball guys, especially you're a first round pick. So, you know, I mean, the, just the, did you anticipate, did you pretty much know you were going to go in the first round or was it surprising? Um, yeah. So draft day, we were still practicing. Uh, we were still in the, uh, I think we were getting ready for super regionals. We're, we're in the postseason still. So, Yep. The draft starts at 12 back then, and it wasn't on TV. It was on, you had to like log on to a website and like watch your name come across. But right. um, I had a pretty good idea. I was going to go pretty high. I mean, yep. you know, nothing's ever for sure. Uh, you're, you know, my agent, they do a pretty good job of, of narrowing down where, where you could be selected. Um, I think, I think the White Sox were like one of my first teams. I think they picked like 28 or 29 or something like that. Right. And then I think my like floor team was somewhere in the fifties. So I, I, I kind of knew I had a good chance and uh, I had a great season going into it. And, and, but you never know till you get, you know, your name read, you know, called out. Sure. And uh, it was definitely a day I'll never forget. I had my, I was lucky to have my family there. Uh, I got drafted early enough. So I was in my coach's office actually watching it on the computer and uh, so I got drafted, you know, hugged my family, and then I had to go down to practice. So uh, <laughs> it's um, not like but, is uh, it? Like, it's not like the NFL where uh, the GM <laughs> of the team's calling you and saying, "Chris, we're taking you, buddy." Not, 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 not for me. I mean, nowadays, you know, it's on the TV, and the, and some right. of the guys are there and everything, so it's a lot different. But no, back then, like, uh, I, I don't even think I talked to a team the, the, the last couple weeks. You know, wow. that's what wow. that's what your agent does. You know, that's uh, I was focused then uh, trying to get Miami to the College World Series. Talk about the talk about the day you're in the minor leagues when they, when you when the manager calls you and says, "Big boy, you're getting on the plane. You're going to St. Louis." Uh, I actually got a funny story about that. So uh, I was in AAA with the Cardinals and uh, we were in Vegas. And uh, you know, Vegas. Uh, uh oh. You know, uh oh. Yeah, we, <laughs> you know, we were staying at the Golden Nugget, so you know, after the game or whatever, everybody's gambling and having a couple drinks or whatever. You're not going to bed on time, let's say, right? And, uh, <laughs> It's, it was our last day, and we were get, we had like a early early flight to go to Reno for the next series, and we just decided to stay up all night. You know, to stay in the casino, we'll we'll sleep on the uh, plane, get in right. Reno, take a nap, be ready, right? Well, uh, we're in the airport, like everybody. I'm I'm trying to get a quick nap in before the plane takes off. We're sitting there at the uh, at the gate. Our um, our trainer comes over to me and says, "Hey, Chris, you need to go, uh, talk to the manager." I was like, "All right." So I walked over and he's like, congratulations, you're getting called up. Um, I'm like, now it's like early Sunday morning in an airport in Vegas. Like nothing's <laughs> open, nothing. He's like, yeah, you, you need to go downstairs, change your ticket. You're going to Milwaukee, meeting up with St. Louis. Um, you know, congratulations. Uh, I was like, awesome. So I go downstairs, change my ticket. 
I actually go to a, cause I, I think I went to the Bellagio and got a haircut because my hair was so long. <laughs> I, I got a haircut, called the parents, called the agent, everything, right? I get up for my haircut. The GM calls me and says, actually, you're not coming right now. Uh, the, the pitcher didn't get hurt. He, we don't need a guy. You need to go meet your team again in Reno. And I'm like, <laughs> like th- this was my first time, right? Like my first time to get called up. I'm calling wow. everybody. And then that happens. But but luckily, a week later, I got called up for sure. So I mean, hey, that uh, sucks, man. It, it's not the best, you know. Uh, th- th- that's baseball. I mean, it's a business. They don't care. It's your first time. They don't care. Right. You know, right. you're. They don't care where you're at. It, it, you're at the you know, mercy of the team. So um, that first time, though, it's it's definitely special. So many emotions, like nerves, um, excitement. Yeah. Uh, it's just it, it, it it's it, probably after draft day. And that's your biggest, that's your biggest moment. Making sure. your MLB debut. Sure. All right. So you went, go from St. Louis to Cleveland. Who'd you get traded for? Mark DeRosa. All right. Guy we know, MLB network guy, former Brave. Yeah. Played a lot of guys. So pretty the name. That's, there you go. At least you got a decent name that you got traded for. Exactly. So, so, so when you get to Cleveland, you start to establish yourself as the, as the ninth inning guy, they start to believe in you. 133 career saves. What is the mentality that it requires? You see a lot of guys pitch the ninth inning. Some guys are really good at it, and other guys are shaky. What is the mentality that you have to have to be the to be the guy in the ninth inning in your mind? Uh, it's going to say terrible, but you have to, you have to be cocky. Like you have to have so much confidence because yeah, you're you're going to give up you know leads, you're going to blow games, but the team has enough faith in you that they want you out there again the next day. So you have to have that same kind of cockiness and, and uh, bravado, I, I would say, to be like, yeah, I am the best out here. Uh, you know, I'm going to get you guys out. We're going to win this game. Right. I don't care. You know, I don't care what the situation is. Bases loaded, one out, you know, up by one, whatever. Right. I'm going to make my pitches to get you out. And I think that it's definitely a mentality. And, you know, when, when you're going good, it's easy, you know, like. You're doing your job. You're you're getting saves. You're winning. Your arm games. never hurt. Your arm never hurts. The arm never hurts. Yeah. It, it, you, when you're going good, it seems like you know you make a bad pitch, the guy pops it up instead of, instead of hitting a home run. But right. it all adds into your confidence. So um, you know when when you start struggling, that's the hardest part for me. Was not not even my personal like numbers or stats or anything. Is it's, it's the team. You know, like my job is to get one inning. When I played, now closing is kind of different. But when I played, my job was to come in for one inning, get three outs, and that's it. You know, yeah. you, you get a starter that's out there for seven or eight innings. Uh, you know, they, they may have a couple jams during that stretch where they have to make some pitches, have some runners on base, get some outs. And for me to go in there and boom, 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 game's over, we lose. Like it just, it's terrible. Like it's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst feeling. And I never wanted to feel that. That that's that's what fueled me was not wanting to, to let my team down. And um, luckily I had a lot of experience from college, minor leagues. Uh, and then, you know, yeah, I was closing games pretty early in my career in the big leagues. So uh, I had a lot of experience doing it uh, and I did it my own way. You know, I wouldn't, you know, I, I kind of always had traffic on bases, but some of that was planned, you know, like I'm not going to just give in to their best hitter right. just because it's 2 right. you know, I'll, I'll still try to make my pitches. And if he walks, great. I got, you know, I got, I got a worse hitter behind him, you know, like, right. That was my mentality. And uh, the way, the way my dad always told me too, he's like, listen, if you're pitching, you can only, you can't do both. You, you can't give up hits or walks. You can do one or the other. You can give up some hits, but not walks. And, and luckily I was just able to make enough pitches when I had to. 
Who's who is the most of, of, of a guy that we guys that we would know if you're a baseball fan? Who's the most fear? Who's the guy that you said, damn, I can just never get this guy out? Man, uh, I mean, I had some good battles with Miguel Cabrera when he was with the Tigers. Yeah. Uh, and that, I mean, that was right in his prime, too. So uh, Miguel Cabrera, definitely every at bat. I mean, you can't throw him the same pitch twice. Right. He, he, he's a smart hitter. He's a great hitter. Kind of like pools. You know, yeah. he's the whole field. He had power everywhere. And he had that confidence, and uh, so being in the AL Central so much with the with the uh, with the Indians, yeah, uh, Miguel Cabrera was always you know the guy the guy you circle. He can't beat me. And then uh, with the Twins, uh, Joe Mauer, he, yeah, he was yeah. he was a tough guy too, especially being a lefty. Um, I mean, I think there was some crazy stat one year he broke like two bats, and like just his hand eye coordination, like he would <laughs> yeah. get the pitches that he's not supposed to touch. Right. And, and he would wear you down and then, you know, he, he would hit your mistake. So those two guys uh, I faced the most probably, uh, you know, games on the line and stuff. Paul Konerko was also a good, a good challenge. Yeah. Um, I, I always feel, felt like I could get Konerko out if I made my pitches. Like with the other guys, you can still make your pitch and they, they can still hit it well. With Konerko, like he, he's looking for that heater that he can drive. And if it's in the zone, he's going to hit it. If it's above the zone, he'll miss it. So I felt I've always felt like I I could attack him, even though he's a great hitter and great power hitter. But uh, yeah, those other guys, you can still make a great pitch and they still lace it in the gap for a double. You're just like what? Like that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> what's uh What's the coolest ballpark you pitched in? Oh man, well, so being in, uh, I came up in the NL and then I got traded to the AL really fast. So I I actually played in all the ballparks. Um, except the new, like the new Rangers ballpark and the new right, Grays ballpark. Right. Uh, I, I, like for atmosphere, nothing beats a day game at Wrigley. Like you know, a Friday day, especially when I was with the Cardinals, because that's a big rivalry. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I got I, I got introduced to that pretty early in my career, and like yeah, like a Friday two two o'clock game at Wrigley, yeah. sold out, sold out, wind blowing. It's just like that's baseball, you know. That's that's how it was a hundred years ago, and that's how it is there so i would say wrigley day game two o'clock i mean those those fans get after it um and it's a it's a cool ballpark you know it's uh they've done a really good job updating it but keeping it wrigley yep cool all right listen to the powers on sports podcast jason here we're talking to chris perez two-time mlb all-star with the cleveland indians 2011 2012 we're gonna get a breakdown all the major league baseball playoff a division uh wild card uh, series that are getting ready to start this weekend. So, um, so talk to me about just your, your, what are your thoughts about the, the whole analytics craze that's taken over baseball the last eight or 10 years? Uh, I definitely think that it, there's an edge there, uh, you know, shifts and everything. People have been shifting for a while, you know, you get the big lefty up, they would, they would shift the, you know, not, not four guys on the infield, but they would shift second base all the way over to the hole and, right. you know, the outfield would always shift. So shifts have always kind of been part of the game, but now, now it's just, I mean, it's almost not fair for some of these hitters. You know, these guys, these pitchers are throwing so hard yeah, and, yeah. and they know the scouting port so well and they have the defense swayed over. So yeah, if you're, you know, throwing 97, 98 fastballs inside, inside, inside the hitter, there's no way they can go the opposite way. Like there's yeah. just, it's just like physically impossible for them to hit the ball, to the left field. It's just, it, it's it's a mistake when they do it. So uh, I feel for the hitters, but at the same time, I mean, I don't like all these ra- rule changes they're going to do next year and, and no shifts and, and two guys on the infield and, 
I mean, the rules of the game say that eight guys have to be unfair territory, right? right? It doesn't say where. It doesn't say, you know, you can't have five outfielders if you don't want. Like, So I, I think we're really changing the core of the game. And as, you know, I guess you, you could consider me a purist, but, um, you know, I don't know. I kind of like analytics. They work. Like being here in Tampa, we we watch the Rays, right? Right. They have they have no business competing, you know, night in night out with the the Yankees or or the Dodgers or right. you know, if you look at their lineup and person to person, they, they have no business, right? And then you play the season out, and there they are, they're in the playoffs, and it's those little, you know, they may not show up in tonight's game. But over the course of 162 games, those little adjustments, their lineup, it, it just works. And now, you know, more teams and more and more teams are doing it. And um, it's definitely here to stay. Uh, there has to be a, mi- a mix, though. Uh, I was talking to a, a, a buddy of mine right now that works for the Blue Jays. And, uh, you know, there has to be a mix because analytics doesn't tell you, hey, the guy threw two nights in a row, he's a little sore. Correct. You know, hey – Hey, the you know that infielder slid and hurt his knee a little bit. His, his range is a little lower. You know, like there's no variable for the human element. It's just like we're not robots, right? Like, yep. yeah, the yeah. Classic, but, classic example is the Rays last year in the playoffs. You take oh, Snell yeah. out of the game, he's pitching yeah. a gem, and analytics say take him out of the game, and then they lose the game and get against the Dodgers. And that's what I'm saying. Like the feel has to be there. You know, right. like. You can watch that game, see that he's he's dominating pretty right. much. Who cares about pitch count? You're in right. the World Series, like like yeah. who cares, right? Like and and yeah and, and but, but so that's why you said that because like do you play blackjack? Yeah, a little bit. All right, so if you hit on sixteen, right, you should hit on sixteen every time, right? right? But the field, so, but sometimes there's uh, <laughs> a flow of the table, man. There is, there is. You're right. That's true. So, I mean, there is that fine line, though. You know, and and I, I think I think Kevin Cash's perspective was, well, all these moves that I've done got us to this point, right? right? I get it. It, it. Maybe he couldn't live with himself if he, if he you know, kept him in there and he blew it or something. I don't know, but definitely looking back, 2020, yeah. Well, for a guy, here's what I'll say: a guy like you, a, a dominant closer. Analytics doesn't want to put Chris Perez in the game every every ninth inning. Sometimes no, they they're going to put a lefty in. I mean, so it hurts a guy like you who's dominant, who's ready to be the, the ninth inning guy. It, it would definitely. Uh, and, and, and every time I got in there, like bottom of the order, they would pinch hit lefties because my splits were so much different. Right. But, you know, that's true. I mean, analytics doesn't like me probably. Like, I wouldn't be closer. I, I, too many guys on base, too many walks. Right. I gave up a couple of too many home runs, but. You know, I don't know if you can say this, but analytics can't measure balls. You know, they can't measure, right? You know, the, the fortitude to go in there and make pitches, right? And, right. And have, you know, bases loaded facing Miguel Cabrera, and you know, here we go. You know, let's go. Analytics, yeah. analytics doesn't put a number on that, and right. it never will. It never will. All right, let's get to the let's get to on the field. We got some great uh, wild card series getting ready to start this weekend uh, in the American League. Houston's one, the Yankees are two, getting a bye. You're gonna have Cleveland, Tampa Bay facing off, and Toronto, Seattle. What do you see? What, what just your overall thoughts of the American League going into the playoffs? Well, I mean, uh, obviously, there's been one dominant team, the Yankees, for most of the year. Um, I, I'm not sold on them though. Uh, I, I, I don't think their pitching is deep enough. Yeah, they got a lot of a lot of question marks in the uh, bullpen area. Their starters, they got some good. You know, Garrett Cole and, yep. and, and um, the guy Sever- that's the other Severino. Guy. Severino. Yep. And, and uh, even Nestor Cortez has been great too. Yeah, right. Uh, I just don't, I, I don't think they have enough in the bullpen. 
And who's uh, going to close the game at the back end? That's the that's what, that's what I mean. I'm, yeah, I don't I don't think they have enough. Uh, they've had a lot of injuries, and uh, you know Chad Green going down for the year halfway through the year. That's big. He's experienced. Yeah, uh, has has that confidence when he's out there. Um, my my sleeper for the ALs is the Mariners. Actually, yeah. Um, you know they they kind of hit hit the skids here the last couple of weeks, but uh, you know playoffs. I'm not a big believer in you play like you have been playing. I think I think you can right. turn it around. You know, uh, momentum's only as good as your last uh, your next starter kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, the Mariners, I think they have enough of a, a young group plus some veterans mixed in. Yeah. Uh, and they're pitching. Uh, you know, Luis Castillo, he's a bona fide ace. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, Julio Rodriguez is a stud. Uh, they got a lot. They can score runs different ways. It's not just all home runs like the Yankees. Yeah. Um, I think they're my sleeper for the AL. The Rays, um, I, I just think they're a little short on the offense. Uh, they have some some good players. Wander, Wander coming back helps, but he's not hot right now. Um, they, they got a good matchup with Cleveland. That's a good matchup for them. That's a that's a winnable series for sure. It's definitely, definitely winnable series. They just faced each other last week, right? And right. every game, every game was one or two runs, uh, well pitched, kind of like yeah. a playoff atmosphere, right? Uh, I think that helps them because they just faced those pitchers last week. Uh, getting Glass now back's big for yes. the race. Yes, uh, that's he's he's an ace. He's a stud. Uh, I don't know if. I don't know if you can really trust Kluber so much. I know he has the experience, but I, I think his stuff's a little, you know, it's in the year. He's not a young guy anymore. Right. It's not as crisp as it was. He's definitely, you know, has the experience and the, uh, the fortitude to do it. Kevin um, Cash, when your starter is dominating, leave him in the game, please. I don't know. I don't even know if it's his decision, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he gets like little text messages from the front office during the game. <laughs> But the one thing the Rays do well is their bullpen. I mean, yes. they have like seven or eight guys that they, they have confidence in in right. tight situations. Right. They do that on purpose all year. And and that's for the playoffs because right. sometimes games are won in the fifth inning. You know, um, you know, bases loaded, two outs, number three hitter up. Yeah. Like, why, why would you have a middle reliever in that situation? You know, you should have a Pete Fairbanks come out or, a, right. you know, right. a Jalen Beeks or somebody that has you know stuff and and the experience of pitching in the ninth inning. So right. they 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 do that better than anybody else. The team always under the radar. We just don't want to give credit for uh, yeah. Houston, the yeah. Astros. I mean, everybody you know with the cheating scandal and all that stuff. Can Dusty Baker? He, this guy you talk about a guy that's been snake bitten. Dusty Baker. Can this guy get over the top with the Astros? They have a. I think they have as good a chance as anybody. That they, yeah. they, they would be my favorites. I mean, Verlander, uh, Verlander coming back and and dominating, and and Framber Valdez is throwing well, and they have good guys in the bullpen, and their yeah. offense. You know, three, four different guys can beat you. They're a solid team. They're gonna be tough to beat. Um, I don't. It's interesting to see how this bye comes into it. Uh, you know, it's the I first agree. time, first time that's ever happened. Uh, I don't know if you can just like practice for a couple of days and then boom, you know, you're, you're already into the second round of the playoffs, you know, right. the, the team, the team you're playing just won a series. Right. Uh, you know, so like, uh, that's going to be interesting. I think everybody wants the days off so you can line up your rotation and one or two, not five. Exactly. One or two, not five. Exactly. And this isn't, this is the NFL where, you know, guys are getting healthy and like guys need to stay in, in, in rhythm and face life pitching and, you know, trying to move runners over with a guy throwing 98, you know, like yeah. 
Yeah. Five days is a long time in in baseball. Uh, I think I think the All Star break is only four days. Right. And, and so this is the longest break they've had with no games since February. Uh, you know, it's 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 going to be a factor. I think. Who you like in the Who you like in the American League coming out? I got oh, well, you know what? I'll, I'll let you hold that because we're going to okay. have you on down further in the playoffs. So, who do you like in the wild card series? Tampa Bay, Cleveland. I, I'll take Tampa Bay. Uh, you know they they they've kind of been building up for this moment. You know, getting Glass now back and and building it up up to start. Um, I just think Cleveland. That, you know, if you take Jose Ramirez out of that lineup, who do they got? You know, right. like I, I I think facing them last week. It's fresh in their minds. Uh, the hitters have seen their you know, Bieber and, yep. and Contrill, and I, I, I'll go with the Rays. What about uh, well, you got the Bashers of Toronto with all the hitting in Toronto versus kind of the up upstart Mariners. Haven't been to the playoffs in like twenty two years. <laughs> First time crazy. in twenty two years. In remember, remember fans, the whole all the series, all three games are going to be in Cleveland and Toronto. So no right. home, no home games for for Tampa Bay or Seattle. Who you like, Toronto, Seattle? You like sounds like you like Seattle. I'm taking Seattle. Yeah. Uh, you know, playoffs rarely go the way people think they are. And right. I just think Seattle, like I said, they have a, the That's mixture. Of, the top. Uh, they have a stud ace at the top. Uh, I don't know who the ace is for the Blue Jays. Manoa probably. Yeah. And, and, you know, he's a rookie. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. not to say you can't do it. It's just, you know, I'll take my chances with the, with the vet. Uh, offenses, you know, the Jays have a lot of power for sure especially playing at home. Yeah. Uh, but play, playoffs are won by the, you know, the two out hit, uh, you know, moving the, the guy over from second base, get him the yep. third. Yeah. Uh, small ball pretty much is, is how you win in the playoffs. And, and pressure and pressure. And pressure situations. Yeah. And I, I think the Mariners just their lineup up to top to bottom. I just, I just think they're going to do it. All right. Let's go to the national league. You got LA and Atlanta are going to get the buys Atlanta with a gr- tremendous last, 100 games to overtake the Mets. Swept them this last weekend in Atlanta. They clinched the division on uh, Tuesday night. So you got the, you're going to have St. Louis and Philadelphia in St. Louis and then the Mets in San Diego. Your thoughts? Uh, so, yeah, let's start with the Mets, San Diego. Uh, you know, obviously the Mets top two in rotation. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's a better two in the, the majors. DeGrom sure, um, sure. and Scherzer. The Grom and Scherzer, uh, they've had their injury history. So, you know, that's always a factor. Can they, can they actually pitch? For yeah. a series, um, their offense is—it's uh, kind of hit or miss right now uh, with the Mets. But you know they still have some studs. Pete Alonso can carry them. Uh, Tampa you know, guy, Pete Alonso, a Tampa guy here, yeah. Pete Alonso. Yep. Yeah, he's coming off a big year. I think he said the RBI record for the Mets. So, yep. Uh, you know, with that pitching and, and you know, a couple of timely hitting, I'm I'm going to take the Mets. San Diego's a year away. I feel like uh, I know they made a bunch of moves, and yep. I just feel like they're not really a team, you know, like there is something to be said about being a team and, and not being a collection of individuals. And uh, it's hard to keep that kind of momentum going when guys are coming and going free agents, trades, and, right. Right. Uh, next. I feel like next year will be their year maybe. Uh, but yeah, I'll take the Mets in that series. Uh, it, it's in New York too, right? It is correct. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's a big difference. Uh, you know, October baseball in New York's not, you know, it's not 75 and sunny uh, like it is in San in San Diego. So um, facing the Grom and Scherzer and that kind of, you know, fifties you know, weather, yeah. thick, thicker air kind of, I'm going to take the Mets. All and right. that kind of stuff matters. That kind of stuff matters. You're like, right. No, no doubt. No if, doubt. If you're a starting pitcher, you, you want it to be cold and nasty. <laughs> you, you want it to be like, you know, 
drizzly, drizzly, exactly. yeah. No hitters want to hit in that atmosphere. All right, let's go uh, to St. St. Louis and Philly. That atmosphere in Bush Stadium, you got the probably the final run for Wainwright, Molina, Pujols. And then you got uh, – and on the other side, you got uh, obviously Bryce Harper and all the Phillies. They made the managerial change with Girardi. What do you think? I mean, you, you got to go Cardinals, I think. I mean, yeah. uh, it, it's kind of – everything's kind of pointing towards them. I think Philly definitely has uh, you know some dangerous guys. Schwarber's got like 47 home runs or something, 46 or something. Harper's healthy and back. Um I just think their defense, not good. You know, like, like like I was saying earlier, like playoff baseball is the little things, you know. That's right. An error here, an error there, uh, not getting a double play turn. Extra base, giving a guy an extra base. An outfielder, uh, you know, Schwarber play, misplaying the ball in left field. Yeah. That kind of stuff matters. Yep. And uh, the Cardinals, I mean, they're the, – like I was just saying, they seem like a team. You know, they're – they all bought in. They don't care. They don't care about the rules uh, as long as they're winning. And um, and then you add to that Molina and Wainwright and Pujols. It's not their first rodeo. Like they've been here a long time. Um, I, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. All right. So you like the Cardinals and you like the Mets, who will then play the Braves and the Dodgers. Give me give me a uh, quick scouting report on Atlanta and L.A. I think I think Atlanta's in a unique situation, right? Like, yeah, they won the World Series last year. But they got some hungry guys. Like Acuna yeah. wasn't part of that run. You know, Spencer Strider wasn't a part of that run. Uh, and then you mix in the guys that were, like Austin Riley and Danzy Swanson. And, uh, you know, Michael Harris wasn't part of that run. Yeah. So they got they got a great mixture of, like, young, hungry players and then That's guys right. that were there last year. And then their pitching. Acuna, I mean, Acuna was out last year. He didn't play one playoff game. Yeah. And they still won the World Series. So, I mean, you got to, like, you got to say they're the favorites of the NL. I mean, uh I think they've been them and the Dodgers have been playing pretty much neck and neck since May. So uh, the, the Braves are going to be tough. They're going to be tough to beat. They they have a great lineup, power, speed. They play good defense. Bullpen, great, man, great manager. Yeah, he won it last year. Uh, the bullpens that might come into play in the World Series. Kenley Jansen's been a right. little. Right. He's been a little, you know, but but again, he has a ton of experience. He's been in the playoffs. He's won a World Series with the Dodgers. Um, he, he's probably not, uh, analytics probably isn't a fan of him. Yeah. Um, but you know, they also, ha- they added, uh, that guy, uh, Glacius. Glacius from at the angels. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, he, he, he might be the difference. He, he may, may be the guy that comes in, in the seventh inning, right. which is the seventh, the eighth, and then hands it off to Kenley in the ninth. Um, so yeah, they're, they're a solid team for sure. All right. Got one more. Go ahead. Finish. Uh, I was going to say, uh, and then the Dodgers, I just think that they have too many injuries in their starting rotation. Like and their closure situation is terrible. Kimbrel, yeah, it's a mess. Uh, I honestly don't know how they won so many games this year. Um, but you know, the, they're still the Dodgers. They still the, those top three hitters are still you know way above league average with Turner and uh, Freddie Freeman and, and uh, right. Uh, who's the other one? Uh, you got you got uh, <laughs> yeah you got the uh, month you got Muncie at first base. Yeah. You got, uh, all they have so many guys. I mean, oh, they, they, Mookie Betts, Mookie yes, Betts, Mookie, yeah. correct. So yeah, that their top three in the in the lineup is nasty. Um, but you know, playoffs comes down to pitching and defense. So there you go. All right, I got one more question for you before I get out of here. Thank you. <laughs> right. Sometimes we have some fans inter- interject some stuff to me on Twitter and email and all that good stuff. Uh, we had a fan fan write in. The, the The question was, how is lunch gonna go with the bath bomb babes? 
I think I know who wrote in that question. <laughs> uh, it's going to go good. It's going to go well. <laughs> Maybe a couple of uh, Aperol spritzes and, uh, and yeah, it's going to go well. <laughs> what is the what is the meeting spot going to be for, for the Lunch Bomb Babes? Uh, I think it's going to be a, a place called On Swan. Okay. I know right where that's at. <laughs> yeah. The that's fans want to know. The fans uh, want to know. It sounds like it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. All right, Chris, real pleasure, man. I'll uh, definitely have you back on during the playoffs to get some more analysis from you as, as the playoffs progress, man. Great job. Again, yep. Chris Perez, MLB All-Star, 2011-12, great 133 career saves, great uh, Major League Baseball career, and he's a local guy, too. You're living in the, the Tampa Bay area as well. You're an Anna Marie Island guy, right? You grew up in Anna Marie Island? Yeah. Born and raised in Bradenton, grew up on Anna Maria. Uh, just lucky the hurricane kind of hit south because uh, – yep. Uh, it wouldn't have been good if it was uh, 100 miles north for Anna Maria, for sure. But, uh, yeah, uh, uh, thanks for having me. Maybe, maybe we can do this uh, before every series starts or something. Let's do it. I, you're on, man. You are hired. Okay. I, I, can't pay you, I can't pay you a lot, but I can uh, <laughs> I can, I can buy you a spritzer at, at On Swan. Yes. <laughs> uh, deal. Deal. Uh, I'm cheap. That's, that's a deal. <laughs> All right, Chris. Have a great uh, weekend and enjoy the baseball. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You got it, man. Special thanks to our partners at Print and Marketing Solutions and Realtor Star Alvarado. If you are looking to sell your home or are looking to purchase a home anywhere in the Tampa Bay area, from Tampa to St. Pete to Wesley Chapel and everywhere in between, reach out to Star Alvarado, 813-538-9572. She will be a great advocate for you on both the selling side and the purchasing side of the real estate transaction. So Star Alvarado, 813-538-9572. Print and Marketing Solutions. Do you have a corporate event? Do you have golf tournaments? Are you involved in an election? Do you need signs, banners, road signs? Do you need marketing pieces? Do you need color copies, business cards, everything in between? Reach out to Todd Tedesco, 813-498-2887. Todd's located off of the, the intersection of Lineball and Gun Highway over in Carrollwood. He is a full-service print and digital marketing supplier. Anything you need in the print, and, print needs Todd can help you. So reach out to Todd Tedesco, 813-498-2887, Print and Marketing Solutions. Are you ready to profit this NFL and college football season? Do you need picks to profit with your sports gambling outlet? Reach out to Picks to Profit at 813-542-7559. One flat monthly fee of $100, no more, no less. You will receive six picks Every week of the college football and NFL season. Point spreads, totals, prop plays, teasers, maybe even a parlay. You'll get all six picks emailed and texted straight to your mobile device on game day. Let us do the work while you profit. Picks to profit, 813-542-7559. All right, welcome back to the Powers on Sports podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed our chat and conversation with Chris Perez giving you all the nuggets and knowledge you need to know heading into wild card weekend here in Major League Baseball. We've got some great series. Now let's transition to some picks. Let's give you some picks for the weekend and a couple of fantasy nuggets too. Let's start with the fantasy side of things. If you listened to the podcast last week, I gave you Chris Olave and Will Disley as sleepers to go get. Both scored last week. Both were in double digits. 
uh, for uh, fantasy uh, purposes. So hopefully you listened, and I'm going to give you a couple more guys to be aware of um, moving forward here. In Atlanta, Corderell Patterson out. Knee issue. He's going to be out at least a month. Uh, Look at Tyler Algier, running back on the waiver wire. He's a guy they're running the ball a lot in Atlanta, being pretty effective running the ball. I don't know how effective they'll be this week in Tampa, but again, for the next month, if you if you have a deficiency at running back, Tyler Algier might be a good option for you to pick up and keep on your roster because there's no guarantee Cordero Patterson will come back. Another guy I want to give you is Latavius Murray. He was with New Orleans last week. Javante Williams gets hurt, blows his knee out in Denver. Denver signs him off New Orleans' practice squad. He's going to be in the mix pretty quick in Denver, I think. Again, he's going to get a lot of carries. I don't know if he'll be the the, the clear number one, but he and uh, Melvin Gordon will share touches. Gordon fumbles a lot. So, again, don't be surprised if if Latavius Murray gets a lot of the goal line carries and splits the carries in Denver here real soon. So, Two, two running backs for you to look at, and I'm going to give you two wide receivers to be aware of. These guys won't help you today, but they might be able to help you in four, five, six weeks from now. Jamison Williams, remember the name from Alabama, high first-round pick, Detroit Lions, recovering from a knee injury, has not played this year. Pick Jamison Williams up. I think you're going to see him around probably week seven, eight, nine of the year to start to play in Detroit. And again, they're moving the ball on offense a lot in Detroit. They're scoring a lot of points, moving the ball. So I think when Williams gets healthy, you're going to see him integrated into that offense. And he is a speedster, high first-round draft pick. So Jamison Williams, I've already got him on my roster. You could stash him away if you have an injury, if you have an injured reserve spot on your on your in your league. I would definitely pick him up and stash him there. If not, I would still stash him on your bench. Um, he's going to probably be back in the next probably four weeks. But again, this could be a big guy for you the second half of the fantasy season. One more guy to be aware of, too, that's probably not going to be back till, you know, probably mid-November or so, OBJ. Lots of talk about OBJ, where he's going to end up. Going to be on a contender, I can tell you that. Rams, Buffalo, Green Bay, Tampa, something like that. He's going to be in, he's going to be a, uh, signing with a contender. You can be assured of that. And again, I know he, he's coming off an ACL injury back at the Super Bowl, but again, was very productive. Uh, there'll be some lot of interest in OBJ, but get him now. Don't wait. If you got an extra spot in your, get him now because he will get gobbled up as soon as the rumors start flowing that he's going to sign somewhere. So get him now because he will most likely be playing probably week 10, week 11 type deal as part of your league. So uh, those are some fantasy nuggets for you. Hope you're doing well. And let's give you some picks, too, as we get into the weekend, both the college and the NFL. One, I like the Tampa Bay Rays to beat the Cleveland Indians in the wild card round. So I don't. I have to see what the number is on that. But again, Tampa Bay Rays to advance to the divisional round. Um, NFL-wise, I like the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday night. Remember, they had the the meltdown against uh, Buffalo, the, the the controversial decision not to kick the field goal last week. Buffalo goes down and kicks the field goal. Baltimore's minus three Sunday night against Cincinnati. Joe Burrow and company still not convinced Joe Burrow and them are fully back. I will take Baltimore at home minus the three on Sunday night football in Baltimore. I think again, I think you'll see a rebound there. I do like the uh, in the NFL as well. 
I do like I would tease. I would do a two-team teaser, Green Bay, Tampa Bay. Green Bay's playing in Lunt over in England, and the Bucks are playing Atlanta. Both are about eight, eight-and-a-half-point favorites. I'd do a two-team teaser, tease them down to two, two-and-a-half each, and I definitely think you're going to see a victory out of both of those. As well, I think that's a that's a potential uh, very good opportunity for you. On the college front, I like Tennessee minus the three in Baton Rouge. It's an early game, so you don't have to deal with the night crowd in Baton Rouge. It's an early game. I like Tennessee minus the three. I like Arkansas plus nine and a half against Mississippi State. Again, I think I know Arkansas has lost a couple of tough games in the last uh, couple of weeks. But I think Arkansas plus nine and a half is a good play. And I also like North Carolina State minus a three and a half in Raleigh against Florida State. I think I think going on the road for Florida State, coming off a tough loss. I, I like North Carolina State. They who took Clemson right right down to the end. NC State's a really good team. I think the home field advantage is going to be a significant here. And again, only minus three and a half at home. I like NC State minus a three and a half against Florida State. So Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Again, thanks to our sponsors, Beefo Brady's, Home Slice Pizza, Hank's Barbecue, Titan Home Lending, and uh, Print and Marketing Solutions, and Star Alvarado, our realtor. So enjoy the, hope you enjoyed the podcast, and we'll see you next week on the Powers on Sports podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Powers on Sports podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on whatever podcast platform you are hearing us tonight. Remember, you can reach out to us on Twitter at Sports. So we'd love to hear your feedback, comments, suggestions for future episodes. And again, thanks for all the support. Remember to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues. And we'd love to see you back next time for the next episode of the Powers on Sports podcast. Have a great week.